Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Hello. How are you? Thanks for coming along for the ride today. I have no idea why I am talking like that. Is Colin Powell, is, is he buried yet? I mean, come on now. The guy died last month. And rest in peace. I know he was a great American. I get it. He was the first black American to serve as Secretary of State and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He was a great man. I know that. I, I can't get past him, you know, using cartoons at the United Nations to go into Iraq. That's another story. They all were there. I mean, they were all rode up on Friday. I mean, you had Joe and Jill and Barack and Michelle and W and Laura and Hillary. They were all there front row. And I know Blinken was there. And General Mark Milley was there. I mean, they were, they were all rode up. Dick Cheney and his wife, Lynn. Sec- <laughs> uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. And they, you know, everybody was there for this funeral that seemed to take forever to happen. And I was just wondering, did it have something to do with the time change weekend? Oh, wait, that happened before the time change. So, you know, that whole time change discombobulation uh, wasn't part of it. I just, I couldn't believe that we waited so long to bury the man and have a funeral. So I was wondering, just off the top of my head, is it done? Has he been buried at Arlington? Have, are we able to move on now? Is that a bad thought? Probably. Probably is. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So when I asked the question last week about the large chocolate shake cups at Chick-fil-A not being available, if they were stuck on a ship somewhere, apparently they are. A big story this weekend about the global supply chain making it more difficult for restaurants to find enough straws, iced coffee cups, and takeout containers. So all of the takeout stuff that we use at the drive-thru is at a shortage level. Manufacturers are paying more for materials, delays at Ports and labor challenges are slowing down the ability to get the products delivered. Restaurant orders are way up. I mean, and the takeout orders are way up thanks to COVID, and that's still ongoing. And people are now returning to restaurants, but the demand for the straws and the coffee cups and all the to-go containers are, you know, causing huge issues. And, you know, it's the global supply chain shortage and the backups at the ports, the I'm sorry, the bottlenecks at the ports that are adding to these new challenges for companies that are sending shock waves through the industry. Oh, okay. I mean, companies are paying much more for it. They're also still blaming the winter storm in Texas for a lot of this shortage. They're saying that February's ice storm uh, caused the petrochemical plants to shut down, which triggered a plastics shortage that hasn't been entirely resolved months later. Huh. Okay, so that's 
was it's been in February and the plants shut down and we still haven't got caught up. So also, I guess the petrochemicals that are key to the plastic straws and iced coffee cups that are used in making the pizza and cake boxes for the latex that binds the layers of the packaging. I'm, you know, it's all a big, it's all a big mix up and it's, we've got a shortage going on. It isn't completely this administration's fault. It isn't, you know, whose fault it is. <laughs> uh, it's Donald Trump's fault. Uh, clearly it's Donald Trump's fault. Now this story that I, you know, had the big headline of, uh, you know, we're facing new challenges doesn't blame Donald Trump, which is pretty amazing. It's just talking about the bottlenecks and the struggle to get the products, but it is an issue. It is an issue. And, uh, we need that. We, we need that to be fixed. This cannot stand. Uh, I told you last week, <laughs> we cannot have the inavailability of large cups for shakes, whether that be chocolate, strawberry, or vanilla, but we need to have those large shake containers. So whoever needs to get on it, get on it. I mean, they're saying maybe by the middle of next year that this will be fixed. Maybe. Well, we certainly know if going through, uh, my emails, the weekend email headline list, which we'll get to. In fact, we might as well just do it now because in that list, there is, I know that there is a Shake Shack story and a Starbucks story, both talking about how they are going to expand and they're going to, you know, open up new restaurants. Now, Starbucks just closed a bunch and they're going to be opening up other restaurants in more, you know, preferable areas, that kind of thing. And uh, Shake Shack, of course, the story was, the story behind Shake Shack. And, you know, I'm a fan. I love Shake Shack. Went to the one in Manhattan when we were working in New York. And it was, you know, awesome. Uh, one of my favorite. <laughs> I loved going into the city on Saturdays when I didn't have to worry about standing in line because there was always a line at Shake Shack. And usually Saturdays, at least early afternoon, was short. A line was shorter. So you just go there and get, uh, you know, as much as you can. <laughs> and our studios were, you know, a block away from uh, the Shake Shack in Manhattan. And so just take it up to the studio on a Saturday and sit back and enjoy Shake Shack and a quiet studio it was awesome. Anyway, they certainly are not concerned, or at least they're not showing concern about the uh, shortages in containers. They're opening restaurants. So it better be fixed. And it looks like as though it's going to be fixed. All right. So email weekend email headlines, weekend email headlines. So as I tell you during the weekend, I just, I read stories, uh, you know, I read them and then I just send them to myself. I just email them to myself. So I have them to share with you if they're, you know, shareable stories or I can tie them into other stories, but I got to thinking I've got like at least a couple dozen emails aside from the stories that I put on the show sheet for you. And, you know, I try to get to them, you know, by the time we get to Friday, that makes the fat pile that much fatter with all these stories, but I've got at least, at least a couple dozen emails that I haven't even put on the show sheet yet. And I know that the Shake Shack and the Starbucks was there and we have, you know, a couple of sports stories 
and we have the a casino uh, under investigation because well they've actually the deal has been set they already they already worked out a deal with the United States government for $500,000. They're going to pay a fine of $500,000. And they're paying that fine because they looked the other way when a gambler used to bring duffel bags stuffed with $100 million for marathon gambling sessions. Huh. So he's called the, he's a Chinese national. So it's a China whale that they are called. He made over 100 visits to the Bicycle Hotel and Casino over eight months in 2016. Pretty sure that's how you launder illegal money. <laughs> and it's supposed to be reported, obviously, for $10,000 or more. So this guy's coming to the Bicycle Hotel and Casino, which is in uh, Bell Gardens, California. And th- they have uh, they failed to properly alert financial regulators and the internal revenue service when the high roller walked in with a hundred million in cash to bet on games of backrack. So they believe what they did is they would report, I don't know, one or two times he showed up and then they reported his assistant as showing up with the money. And so they were just misleading the government and, you know, the company acknowledged, you know, we made a mistake, but we made, we moved quickly to amend and, and uh, we wanted to ensure that all the compliance was uh, you know, strictly followed and updated as the laws and regulations require. Did you? Are you? Okay. All right. All right. Now, uh, apparently, this particular casino lost its license, uh, its gaming license, when the owners were forced to sell amid a money laundering probe into whether drug dealers were using the gambling den to swap dirty money for chips and then cashing them out for clean currency. I mean, that's how you clean your money. And that was in 2017. And then Larry Flint bought it and named it uh, the uh, Larry Flint's Lucky Lucky Lady Casino. And then in 1990... Uh, the Drug Enforcement Agency and the IRS seized control of the casino, and now it's run by just a group of investors, and those groups of investors are, you know, making a deal, saying, oh, man, we are so sorry. We didn't follow the letter of the law, but everything will be fine now. I mean, these Chinese nationals are coming in spending Hunter Biden money, so it's presumably clean when they give it to Hunter to spend. And then to show where my mind was at, uh, I had a story pop up on my timeline about Paris Hilton. So apparently Paris Hilton uh, showed up, had a picture of her and her bridal look uh, at some big uh, LMA, LA CMA gala. And she was wearing a wedding, she, a wedding gown. She's getting married uh, soon. And uh, she hasn't decided on what wedding dress she's going to wear. And everybody was saying, oh, what a beautiful dress it was. Uh, it really wasn't uh, that good for Paris. She could do better. But, you know, she didn't consult me. And so that's the way it goes. And you ask, well, why was Paris Hilton in your timeline? You were talking about her. I was watching uh, Supernatural with my daughter, who's been hooked on that stupid show. And there were, an episode came up when Paris Hilton was in it. And uh, she was asked, I was like, wow, Paris Hilton is in this episode. And she was like, who's Paris Hilton? 
<laughs> as any good 13 or 14 year old child would say who's paris and so we got to talking about paris hilton and the stupid show of simple life and one of the first reality shows and she's the kim kardashian before kim kardashian along with the sex tape too by the way <laughs> not that i watched not that i watched but i just know it was out there i mean i wouldn't ever just watch one of those grainy sex videos in a hotel room no way and we're never going to get to uh, all these stories in my email if i have to tell you there's stories behind every one of these emails that's why i save them like the teen who was rescued she was missing from north carolina rescued in kentucky after she signaled for help using a hand gesture known on tiktok to represent violence at home so the 16-year-old from Asheville, North Carolina, reported missing by her parents on Tuesday. Uh, on Thursday, a motorist in Kentucky called 911 to report seeing a girl in distress in a vehicle on the interstate. Now, the hand signal is, you know, you hold your hand up, put your thumb across your palm, and then drop your fingers over your thumb. So that's up the distress for violence at home. Now, you know... I mean, someone could point out that it wasn't about violence at home. It was about kidnapping. But I guess she, there's no hand signal from TikTok on that. So, And I don't know how many people saw her before this couple giving the TikTok distress violence at home hand signal before someone said, hey, you think that girl's in trouble? We ought to call 911. And she was. So the suspect originally took her from North Carolina to Ohio, where he has relatives. The police said he left Ohio once his relatives said, um, that girl's a minor and she's reported missing. So instead of turning them in, they just let him go. So hopefully someone will talk to the family about that. And we don't know, you know, we don't know how long she'd been giving the distress signal. Maybe we will in an interview later. Uh, find out about that but i mean she's safe now and the guy was charged with unlawful imprisonment and possession of a matter of sex performance by a minor now i'm not sure <laughs> what that is i know i don't want to be charged with it <laughs> neither do you but uh, i get the unlawful imprisonment but possession of a matter of sex performance by a minor. Hmm. So in Texas, it says uh, crime of sexual performance by a child makes it illegal to allow or encourage a child, including anyone under 18 years old, to participate in a sexual performance or engage in sexual conduct. I get that. Um, sexual performance and sexual conduct are defined to mean a very wide array of activities. Okay. Uh, you know, I guess we'll just, we'll leave it at that because it's some kind of sick freak idea, but I just don't understand the wording of it. Possession of a matter of sex performance by a minor. Anyway, she's safe now. Thanks to a violence at home hand gesture from TikTok. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, man. Oh, man. Ah. 
coming down to the end of the of the black Coke Zeros. Although I think they're still producing the original Coca-Cola Zero or you know the black Coca-Cola Zero in the two liter bottles because uh, they have not run out yet. And uh, while I prefer them in a separate bottle or can, uh, I'm buying the two liters because I want them more than I want the new Coke Zero. You know, I know. I know it's just me. I get it. So congratulations to the Kenyan runners, uh, male and female, who won the New York City Marathon. Uh, Perez Jepchurcher and Albert Carrer win the women's and men's uh, New York City Marathon. Now, Jepchurcher becomes the first athlete to win the NYC Marathon and Olympic gold in the same year. So... Congratulations. Larry Trachtenberg finished the NYC marathon in just over five hours. Uh, that was, uh, 51 years after he ran the city's first marathon in 1970. So congratulations. And by the way, uh, he ran it in five hours. It's just a matter of running the marathon and, and getting there because, uh, Jep Churcher, uh, came in at two hours and 22 minutes and 39 seconds. Uh, and, uh, Corer came in with two hours, eight minutes and 22 seconds. So took a little bit longer, just a little bit for Larry Trachtenberg, who has been running in the race for 51 years. I mean, at five, after five hours, I mean, Corer and Jepchichur could have flown back to Kenya by the time this guy finished the marathon. But, you know, good for him. Good for him. And congratulations are in order to MJ Sonny Eberhardt as he uh, broke into the record books this weekend as well. He's known uh, as by his trail name, Nimble Will Nomad. Uh, he hiked the Alap- Appalachian Trail. He's the oldest hiker to complete the Appalachian Trail trail wow congratulations he's got a couple of skid marks on him he said but he's okay uh he's fine he said he took a couple slips and falls but you just keep going (laughs) wow i mean now when you say to yourself the appalachian trail i mean who can't you know traverse that well a lot of people by the way so uh he traversed the 2,193-mile trail that runs between Georgia's Springer Mountain and Maine's Cahadin. Uh He started the hike in February at his home in Flag Mountain, Alabama, which added a few hundred extra miles to the route. Now, he also uh, has hiked in the past 4,400 miles from the Florida Keys to northern Quebec, an adventure he chronicled in his book, 10 million steps. He later hiked from Newfoundland, 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 Newfoundland to Florida, an even greater distance. I'm sorry. That might have sounded like I had a stroke there for a moment. I didn't. I was just trying to say Newfoundland, right? Uh, to Florida, which is even a greater distance. He also walked from Chicago to California on Route 66. So he said this particular hike, he was starting to feel his age, though. His reflexes aren't what they once were. So he tried to limit himself to eight hours of hiking a day. Uh, 
So congratulations to the uh, oldest hiker to complete the Appalachian Trail, Nimbleweed Nomad, as he's known by his trail name. His real name is MJ Sonny Eberhardt, 83 years of age. Almost sounds like a retrospective on the guy. I mean, he's not dead yet. Wow. Hey, uh, you know, this is Monday's Chewing the Fat. So if you're listening live, it is the 8th of November, 2021. Sundays are action-packed now, for sure. I mean, we've got uh, Walking Dead. I mean, this time of year, we have Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead World Beyond which you can listen to uh, Talking Walking Dead with Jason Buttrell, Maximus Fisher, and myself uh, as part of this podcast chain. If you subscribe to Chewing the Fat, you'll know when uh, Talking Walking Dead is up and you can listen or not. But, you know, it's something that uh, I give as to you, the subscriber to Chewing the Fat. You're welcome. And then we have Succession on HBO Max on Sunday nights. And Yellowstone started last night on uh, paramount so just incredible and that's one of the email lists one of the things i have an email uh on my email list monday email list to talk to you about t-mobile has just announced that it made a deal with paramount plus that if you're a t-mobile subscriber you're going to be able to get paramount plus for free for a year so if you don't know about that and you're a t-mobile subscriber look into it you can get paramount plus for free for a year as being just a member of T-Mobile. Plus, I want to thank everyone who has donated to my fundraiser to raise money for our rescue, OUR. I want to try to raise $6,000. That's uh, what it takes to help a survivor for a year, a survivor of a human slavery, human sex slavery that OUR rescues. And uh, those of you that have already donated, Thank you so much. I'm trying to raise $6,000. And then on Friday, the 19th of this month, coming up a couple weeks away, and I can't wait, to be honest with you. I'm really tired of my long hair. Uh, I'm going to shave my head for this cause. And I'm going to do it live on my Facebook page and my Instagram page. So if you can donate to our rescue and help... uh, with a help a survivor for at least a year, uh, please do so. You can find the links on my social media accounts at Jeffy JFR uh, on Twitter. Jeff Fisher radio is Facebook and Instagram, which is where my head shaving uh, day will be broadcast live. I believe my daughter uh, stepped up and said, I'm going to shave you. I want to shave your head. So if you're a, if you're going to be in the DFW area and, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, we'll see, we'll try to work out something, but my daughter has stepped up and said that uh, she wanted to shave my head. So I'm going to let her, you know, shave my head for you on my Instagram and Jeff Fisher radio accounts, but please donate. You can, the link is in my bios of the social media accounts, or you can go to ourrescue.org. And, uh, you know, it takes a little bit to get there. If you go to their website, you know, it's good. Go to ourrescue.org, look around, look at the great work that they do. But if you want to find the fundraiser, then you've got to go to, uh, the, uh, donate tab and then the fundraisers tab, and then scroll down. And it's, you know, the actual link is, uh, 
myourrescue.org slash fundraiser slash Jeffy dash fundraiser. Or you could just go to the bio on my social media accounts <laughs> and just click the link that way. Okay. Okay. And for those of you that want to get a hold of me through email, you can always email chewingthefat at theblaze.com. And thank you to Jesse and many others who emailed me about the man eaten by piranhas after jumping into the lake to escape bees. It's a little misleading. I've had this story for a few days now, and I just have not been able to get to it. But many of you emailed me this story saying that you thought it would be you know, an interesting chewing the fat story. And it most definitely is, but it's kind of misleading. You know, the headline man eaten by piranhas after jumping into the lake to escape bees. That's a good headline, but he and his buddies were, they jumped into the lake to escape the bees. He was the only one eaten by piranhas after he drowned. The other guys got out. So the piranhas, you know, if you're alive, they kind of, they don't like messing with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're like oh no that's a live human we're not gonna mess with him Ooh, there's a dead one over there that's drowned yeah we're gonna gnaw on him so it's kind of nasty they found him and the piranhas had you know pretty much filled up by the time they got his body out of the lake kind of gross but uh, you know it was in brazil it wasn't like it was you know in the center of america We don't have any piranhas swimming down the Mississippi that we know of. So, did you see Eternals this weekend? Uh, It managed to score the fourth best weekend of any pandemic era opening. I mean, we're starting to get into some (laughs) fine tuning of being happy about a movie. Fourth best weekend of any pandemic era opening. So it got 71 million at the domestic box office, which is disappointing for Marvel's Eternals. But hey, it's the fourth best weekend of any pandemic era opening. So congratulations to Eternals. So uh, Tiger King, Joe Exotic, he announced this past weekend that he is sick. I know, very sad. He has aggressive cancer, according to Joseph Allen Maldonado best known as Joe Exotic or or Tiger King. Don't forget his second season was announced in September, so that release date is sometime in 2022, next year. So if he has aggressive cancer and he doesn't make it by the time the release of the second season, Netflix will definitely drop that as soon as they can. So he's just saying that uh, his biopsy came back And he has aggressive cancer. Very, very sad news for Tiger King, who is still in prison here in Fort Worth, Texas, looking for someone to pardon him or set him free. But that is not going to happen. And I'm sure Carol Baskin is saddened by the news. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what she'll say anyway. You see, I was reading a list of, speaking of Tiger King and uh, drugs, uh, I was reading where the uh, most prescribed drugs in America. And so there are, there's a number of drugs that are the most prescribed drugs in America. The list is pretty impressive. So Atorvastatin, 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 however you want to say it, uh, 24,493,971 customers for that particular drug. Amoxicillin, over 20 million. Uh, Lisinopril, over 19 million, almost 20 million. Uh, Levoxathorian, Levoth, looks why can't i say that word levothyroxine thank you levothyroxine yeah no i got it thank you that has uh 19 million six hundred and ninety eight thousand eighty seven customers to that particular drug albuterol uh metformin uh amphidiaphine metroprolol 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 uh which is another um blood pressure Medicine. Most of these are blood pressure, lisinopril. Wow. The, uh, levothyroxine. Yeah. That's for a thyroid. Once you get in past the top 10, then you start getting into, uh, azithromycin, prednisone, ibuprofen, hydrocodone, um, which is, you know, obviously for pain. Ibuprofen, you know, uh, Advil and Motrin, are those prescribed? Uh, okay. Managed to get the 800 ibuprofens. Those had to be prescription. Well, you know, you just take four of the 200. It equals the same thing, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. So according to the population, the 2019 population, uh, 19.4% of the population take blood pressure, 13.7 antibiotics, 13.6 13.6 cholesterol, 13.6 pain and inflammation, 11% breathing, 6% thyroid, 6% stomach acid, 5.7 antidepressant, 5.3% diabetes, 4.9% diuretic, 3% seizures. Wow, so those are the top drugs that everyone has taken. And when you say everyone, I mean not 20%, almost 20% is on blood pressure medicine. So... Guess that means we're too fat. But they're working on that, which they have a new drug called Celestrol, which is derived from these root extracts of a white-flowered plant in China. And so they said that they've given it to mice, and it mimics a fed signal to the mouse brains. And they figured out a way to mix it up so it deletes this protein from the neurons and it results in the mice losing 7% of their body weight in two weeks despite being fed a high-fat diet. So we're going to be able to eat what we want and still be thin. Yay! (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Sure, they might have some side effects to it. You know, they're still working on that. But don't worry about it. Their work now it starts from a plant known as the Thunder God plant or the Thunder God vine from China. 
and they've been using it for quite a while. The Thunder God Vine is used for rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, kidney problems, psoriasis, mouth sores, eye problems, overactive thyroid. I mean, and the Thunder God Vine has, has also been used as uh, insecticide against maggots or larvae and as a rat and bird poison. So what could go wrong? They're going to mix it up different. Don't worry about it. My gosh, the Celestrol isn't going to be the same stuff that they're using against maggots or larvae. But if it was, would you still take it? I think you would. We as Americans don't want to be fat. And we want the easy way out. Clearly, we want the easy way out. We want to be able to eat what we want. We want to be able to not have to exercise. And we want to remain thin and not overweight and in uh you know quotation marks healthy so if the thunder god vine mixed up just right and has the name of celestrol okay yeah i'll take it no problem but what about the side effects Mm, i'm not worried about the side effects not in this stuff let's see what else is happening we know that uh, iran gas stations reportedly have been hit by a massive cyber attack a week or so ago we also know that uh, hackers have targeted sensitive data at multiple u.s defense contractors and uh you know that's what uh, that's what the experts are saying that's it though we know that china is rapidly building up its military and its weapons. Uh, So that's good news. And, you know, our military is striking uh, the wrong people in Afghanistan. The strike in Afghanistan that was supposed to be against the people who uh, harmed our people, yeah, that was a mistake. You know, our military said, yeah, that was an honest mistake. We are sorry. Gosh darn it. We were just working on some wrong intelligence. Where did that intelligence come from? I'd like to know. Perhaps the new and improved Taliban? Uh, It's possible, but what do I know, right? I mean, it's more important that we're going to pay migrant families money. I mean, we are in a a bad place. That money that they're talking about settling with, with uh, with the immigrants and the migrant families and Joe Biden is upset and he's his play on words of 450,000. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But really what he was talking about was he was talking about 450,000 is not going to happen, but the payment to the families probably is. And the white house says, ah, that's the department of justice. They're going to determine the payouts and they're going to determine the payouts because these people were separated from their children. Um, when president Trump, Uh, was in office and they have you know my gosh they deserve money and that's wrong um no they don't they were breaking our laws they broke into this country illegally and uh they don't deserve anything i'm sorry if you got separated from your kid maybe you shouldn't bring your kid into the country illegally (laughs) just a thought what do you think (laughs) <laughs> uh, I know it's just me though. Uh, just me. That can't stand. 
That, that, that we cannot allow that to happen, right? No way. And at the same time, we have, you know, the Department of Justice and the FBI raiding Project Veritas workers, writers, and uh, James O'Keefe's place looking for a diary that belonged to President Biden's daughter, Ashley. And it's presumed that in that uh, diary, she talks about the possibility of showering with her dad that she, you know, as in uh, parentheses, you know, uh, inappropriate. But we don't know. Hey, I'm guessing we believe now that it's real because they're searching for it. But Ashley's been around there. I know she's been a struggling uh, daughter of Joe. I mean, she most definitely is not Bo. I know Hunter is not Bo, but neither is Ashley. They've all struggled, but you've got her diary. You've got Hunter's laptop. I mean, the news gets better and better. And we've known about Joe Biden being a, you know, the head of the Biden crime family for years. Don't forget about his niece who was, uh, you know, her diary talking about, uh, the sex and drugs and rock and roll, Carolyn Biden, daughter to James. <laughs> I mean, that family is, uh, well, just like every other family. It's just screwed up. You know that. And really, while every family has their issues, they are not the president of the United States of America. And he is really struggling to stay on top of whatever lucidness he has left. That's for sure. We've got the Afghanistan thing. That's still an issue, but we've kind of moved on, right? Our, our memories are short. What about Haiti? What's happening with the kidnapping going on in Haitian of the, uh, missionaries? That's been what? 24 days now. And, uh, we still don't know where they are. Or if we do, we haven't rescued them. And let's not forget, I mean, I know that the church is still asking you to pray for them and they're monitoring the situation, which is great. But let's not forget the uh, gang leader of the 400 Mazawa gang demanded a million dollars for each of those kidnapped. And he swore by thunder that if he didn't get what he was asking for, he would put a bullet in the heads of these Americans. How are we letting that even transpire? Uh, uh, it's just amazing to me. There are so many things happening that I think, how are we letting that transpire? And we do. We just do. I mean, the mandate uh, the requiring workers at companies with more than 100 employees either be vaccinated against COVID-19 or submit to a weekly testing that's supposed to go into effect January 4th, according to the Biden administration. Uh, well, a U.S. federal appeals court froze that vaccine mandate for companies, citing grave statutory and unconstitutional issues with the rule. Yeah, thank you, you think? So we'll see how that works out. Hopefully it does work out that it's unconstitutional and you can take your mandate and stick it up your mandate. But as of, uh, as of this morning, I think we have 67% of the U S population receiving at least one of the vaccine doses, including 80% of those older than 18 and almost 98% of those age 65 and above. So come on now. We we're 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 we've, the man, the pandemic is over. I mean, yes, there are people still getting COVID nineteen. 
Yes, it's a deadly disease, a deadly virus, but we are over it as an American society and we continue to be divided. I mean, just look at the Aaron Rodgers thing. So he is a healthy man, adult male. He's playing in the NFL. He has decided for himself not to get the vaccine. And because of that, we're all happy that he got COVID-19. Oh, see, he was uh, treating himself as immunized, but he still got COVID-19 and it's the end of the world and he's not keeping everybody safe. Well, his, it's his body, his choice, right? And we're saying we're still, we're still selling the ivermectin is cow. How did uh, Terry Bradshaw, what did he say it was? Well, you know what? I'll just let Terry tell you. One, I give Aaron Rodgers some advice. It would have been nice if he had just come to the Naval Academy and learned how to be honest. (laughs) And that's because they're broadcasting from the Naval Academy because it's Veterans Day this week. And, you know, they are, you know, their partnership with the military and stuff. So NFL game day, I think this is, I think that's what he's on. The Fox NFL game day is, uh, you know, broadcasting from there. The Naval Academy and learn how to be honest. Ah, yay! Yeah. Learn not to lie because that's what you did, Aaron. You lied to everyone. I understand immunized. What you were doing was taking stuff that would keep you from getting COVID 19. You got COVID 19. Ivermectin is a cattle dewormer. Cattle dewormer. That's what it is. No, sorry, folks. That's what it is. No, Terry. That's not what it is. I mean, is it used for that? At some times, yes, but that's not 100% of what it is. And you damn well know it. And if you don't, you're the one that's lying. Well, if you do, you are lying. If you don't, I'm sorry, you're not as smart as I thought you were. Divided nation politically. We're a divided nation on the COVID-19, whether or not to take the vaccine. And unfortunately, we've got players that pretty much think only about themselves and i'm extremely disappointed in the actions of aaron Rodgers. oh are you terry are you we've got players that are only concerned about actions against themselves i'd be interested there are plenty of other things that have happened in the nfl where players are only have themselves in mind and i I would just be interested to see how much terry comments on that but i'll let that go but it is this whole ivermectin is cow gut dewormer this just drives me insane. I mean, we have the the new uh, Pfizer drug that is just like ivermectin, by the way. And I love the new name that we're supposed to call it now, thanks to Kim.com. Uh, let's just call it Pfizer-mectin, shall we? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. I mean, Pfizer and Merck have reinvented ivermectin with a new name, new patents. It's uh, kind of like the same thing. Difference is now they get to make billions. And, uh, you know, ivermectin, the patent has long since expired, and it's really cheap. But, hey... Big pharma, big advertising dollars. Yeah, let's trash ivermectin and make up our new Pfizer-mectin. And sure, we had the uh, largest spending bill in history passed this weekend. (laughs) There's only one point, what is it, 1.7, trillion Right, that was the that was the final amount for this particular package, right? The uh, transportation spending bill, which is one point two 
trillion dollars. Sure, we had that. But we also had a story that uh, I didn't see a lot of coverage on. Uh, Camilla Parker Bowles. Uh, you know her as wife to Prince Charles. And, uh, you know, we've made a lot of fun about her over the years. And, hey, what's with the long face? <laughs> but she has been yapping for the past few days about a conversation she had with President Biden at COP26. Now, she claims that while speaking to President Biden, this is the Duchess of Cornwall talking, and apparently, according to the press, she can't stop talking about the 78-year-old Joe Biden's long fart when they were talking. So apparently the pair were making small talk at the global climate change gathering in Scotland last week when all of a sudden Camilla was talking to President Biden and we got, oh, uh, excuse me, Camilla. Uh, we don't want to talk about climate change though, really. No, I was, I was here at COP26 to talk to you about climate change. And uh, so I hear the queen is kind of sick. What's... So, Camilla, you, uh, everything okay in uh, the United Kingdom? I mean, how's things at the castle? So sorry to hear about your husband's father. And I was just like, we need to worry about the trees. Trees is what I'm talking about. And where happened to Jill? Is she around here somewhere? No, but I mean, what I'm talking to you, Camilla, I were ta- I'm here for it. But Camilla, where's, where's Charlie? Is Charlie around here somewhere? Are we still... I mean, just incredible that we are concerned. We're getting stories now about President Joseph Robinette Biden. And we are to believe that everything is fine, but our world leader is over there at COP26 just letting out huge passing wind, passing wind while he's busy talking to Camilla Parker Bowles. Now, I will say... That some would say, well, hey, uh, you know, when you're talking to uh, Camilla, maybe that's the best thing you could do. Not me, though. <laughs> that's just sad. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.